Hi, this is Peter Rivera, and I'm the original drummer and lead singer of the group Rare Earth. We've had a long career, 50 years. We've played all over the world. We've recorded many, many albums and lots of hit singles. I'm going to talk about them all. So thanks for listening, and I hope you enjoy the stories. Okay, so how did I get to Randall's Island? Anyways... The unrest was starting, and people were on the stage beating on the drums. I didn't know what to do at first, and then I thought, you know, I don't want to hit them. So I reached down and I pulled out about 20 drumsticks, and I gave every, started handing drumsticks out to everybody. And they started beating on my drums. Cymbals, drums, everything. And I kind of stood up at my drum stool. I looked over to my left and I saw Ray. I just saw his head sticking up. And I gave him the sign like, let's get out of here. And so he, <laughs> he grabbed his guitar and shook a couple hands. And then he walked to the back of the stage. And I was looking at Gil and Mike and everybody going, let's get out of here. See, there was sound being made because all these people were playing my drums and Stuff like that. What had happened is, on Randall's Island, the police security pulled out and drove back to the mainland. There was no security on Randall's Island that night. People started doing what they wanted to do. If they were upset at stuff, you know, they were upset. So the whole thing got really, really strange. And we were here we were walking off. We were stooped down, walking through a crowd, not wanting to stand up, but just kind of bent over at the waist, scuffling through the crowd, trying to make our way to our, we had a, a limo or two, I don't remember. And we got to the limo, and we jumped in the limo, and we looked back at the roadies, Two guys, good guys, but we were like, okay, guys, good luck. We're out of here. So we, the cars start moving through this massive crowd, and we came out of the other side and got on the little road there going back to the bridge, back to the mainland of New York. And on the other side, coming over to Randall's Island, was the riot squad police truck after truck they're screaming down the road we just thought what what happened here anyway we got back to New York to the hotel and we went up to the hotel and oh like two hours later the roadies showed up and we said hey man I'm really sorry about having to leave you guys man it was really tough are you okay is everything okay and they said Yep, we got out of there and we got everything, every piece of equipment except for a tambourine. I said, how the heck did you do that? He said, well, we got on the microphone and we told the crowd that Rare Earth was through with part one of their show, which was only a song and a half. And they told the crowd, they said, in order for us to continue the show, we have to take all this equipment here and put it in that truck right there. 
and then we're going to open up this other truck and bring out the equipment for the second part of their show. And I guess the people bought it. So they did just that, and they said that people were helping them carry the amp and the drums and all this stuff, helping them carry it. And fights were breaking out. You know, they were starting to really fight in the inside the stadium. And so we found out later that the crowd had gotten so restless that they completely destroyed the entire PA system, pulled it all down, broke it all up. They destroyed the stage and lots of equipment and were just like, once the riot police got there, I guess things went crazy. And we don't know any more about it, never heard any more about it, but I know what we saw and it was a close call for us. While I'm on the subject of New York, I want to talk about a, another highlight. We got a call to do Madison Square Garden with Sly and the Family Stone for three nights in a row. Well, you know, we loved Sly and Family Stone, just loved them, They're a great band. And we, so we were excited about playing the show. And uh, we got to New York and we went over to the gardens and we're setting up. Uh, the roadies are doing all the equipment. We're getting ready for the show. Of course, the stage is mainly for Sly, but we, we had room in there to do it. And I remember we went back to the hotel and then we cleaned up and everybody got dressed for the show. And now we're going to go back to the Madison Square and go to our dressing room. Well, as the cars were going towards Madison Square Garden, the streets were lined with people who were going to the garden for the show. And the people were dressed to the hilt. I'm talking about the big, big hats and fur coats and purple suits and green suits and patent shoes to match. I mean, it was really something to see. Very exciting. Very exciting. So we get there to the dressing rooms. Now we're going to be there for a few hours. Because A lot of times we do that when you go to a show and it's going to be a big show and you got good dressing rooms and all that and they have little refreshments in there. You kind of stay. You don't take off after sound check. You just kind of stay, you know, and spend the time there and really get into the, uh, well, again, the experience of it all. So it was time, the show was coming. And boy, I tell you, the nerves are going now. Phew, we. Anyways, we take the stage and we start off with, uh, I, I don't remember the song we started off, but we usually start off with strong, something strong. And uh, the crowd just, they just loved it. I mean, they treated us really great. We got tremendous applause. And, and uh, we were waiting around for a while after our show was over. And it was time for Sly to come out. So the whole place was buzzing with anticipation. Yeah, it was very, very exciting. 
So uh, Sly didn't go on right when he was supposed to. There was at least a half hour delay for some reason what was going on. Finally, the Family Stone get out there on stage and they're starting some kind of song, you know, and Sly comes out and he's going to start singing Thank You for Letting Me Be Myself. And he began the song on the guitar and the tempo of it was so slow that you couldn't really feel that Thank You for Letting Me Be Myself was going to be the song they were going to play. And after playing that for a little while, he switched it up and went into something else that was totally different. Well, the people did not react well to this. Because here comes Sly, he's got the world in his hand, and he takes advantage of some of their mindset he was in to go somewhere musically that nobody knew where he was going. So that show didn't last very long. And Sly left the stage and people were pretty upset, real upset. And they started chanting, rare earth, rare earth, rare earth. Because we had just come out there and given you know, our last drop of blood to that show. We were on fire that night. And so the crowd was letting us know that they really appreciated us a lot more than what was going on right now with Sly and not doing what he was supposed to do. So I just remember that as like, you know, it's like, it was like a win for us, right? I mean, all these concerts that you do really, um, it all looks so sweet and wonderful with band and another band, another band. But make no mistake, everybody knows that they've got just a certain amount of time in the limelight and they're going to want to make the best of it because you want to go up another rung in the ladder and another rung and another rung. So it's, it's a competition, it's, it's a competition, but it's kind of a rock and roll, gentle person competition, but it's still a competition. So you learn from other acts and you study what happened, what worked with the crowd, and you might use that little shtick a couple of days later in some other crowd. Maybe you, maybe you will, maybe you don't, but still you learn. It's all a learning process. And we learned, I learned anyway, that I don't ever want to spit in the face of the audience. Never. You know, I've always felt that the, the stage is a place of honor. And I was so fortunate enough to be selected by the millions and billions of people to be on a stage. So I always try to show the most respect I can for, for the stage and the fact that people gave me the opportunity to be standing there doing what I do and hopefully they're enjoying that. And and it's worth the money they spent to get there and the trouble they went to get there. They don't deserve anything but my best. So I'll always kind of be that way. The second and third night at the gardens kind of went the same way. Um, Sly was pretty erratic in what he was doing and we were 
like I said, we were on fire. We came out and we gave it everything we got. and So we kind of scored some points on that game. It's great because that is, like I said, what it's all about. I was talking earlier in other podcasts about going into the studio the very first time and recording in Detroit, Ralph's studio, Tara Sherma. We went in with Mike Theodore and Dennis Coffey, and we did an album called Dreams Answers. One of the things I remember about that is that uh, in 67 is when the riots broke out in Detroit, and things were pretty bad back then when that happened. I remember that uh, Gil had a pilot license, and he had a small little plane, little two-seater, and we went flying from, we took off from a field and we flew towards downtown Detroit. And we're not very high up there, but we're looking down and see the smoke billowing out of buildings and on some of our main streets, Woodward Avenue and places like that. And, you know, sniper fire and stuff like that. And, it dawned on me that we're not that high up in the air. And I looked at Gil and I said, hey, man, you know, somebody could probably take a certain kind of rifle and reach us up here. You know? So we kind of snapped to our senses and took a big dive off to the right and got out of that area during the riots. It was really a tough time in Detroit. And uh, we were just trying to make it through, playing in the clubs and when we were, were recording at Terra Sherma, we were doing some vocal work and we kind of heard this humming going on, kind of a vibration in the floor. We thought, what the heck's going on? So we kind of looked around and looked around and checked it out and finally, somebody went and opened up the front door. And right there on Livernois Avenue, tanks were rolling down the street. To, to go to the riots that were just down a half a mile down from the studio. So the rumble was actually the tracks of the tanks going down the streets. Yeah, 1967, yeah, 68, 67. So anyways, that was kind of a interesting a moment in our lives. You know, tanks and riots and all this other stuff, man. What the heck's going on here? Everybody in town was pretty nervous, wondering if all the violence was coming our way. It got real close. Uh, there were lots of fires. I know that uh, a lot has been said about the riots back then. It wasn't only in Detroit, but I mean that's where we were. And uh, somehow we just kind of got through all that. Uh, there, there isn't a lot that went on that that kind of affected us. I mean, we were sorry to see that there was such turmoil. Really sorry to see that. And uh, we just kind of kept our distance from it all and, and didn't want to really... Uh, cause any problems of our own you know the Detroit Tigers at the time were winning the World Series Mickey Lolich and Denny McLean were 
the pitchers and won the World Series. It was great. And the riots and all that stuff. Detroit was just like sizzling with energy and craziness. So it all kind of simmered down after a while and uh, don't really remember exactly what we were doing then. Probably still going out on the road. Uh, you know, just trying to keep on rocking. One, two, three. Well, thanks for listening. My name is Peter Rivera, original lead singer, drummer of Rare Earth, and I really appreciate that you've listened to these podcasts. I hope you come back and check out more. I've got a lot ahead of us and a lot of the story for you, so come on back and hang with me for a while. I bring you flowers, baby, because you're the best. I'm going to treat you so much better than all the rest.